0: Hello, I am Kathleen Watkins, and I welcome you to the third episode of the Outlive Your Life Legacy Workshop, where you learn to write your life story two pages at a time. One of the greatest risks we face each day is living day to day without any reflection of who we are, what we've done, where we have been. And what really matters to us? Each of us is unique. There has never been anyone exactly like you and never will be. In each episode, I talk to guests who have been a participant in one of my guided autobiography classes. I am a guided autobiography instructor. Sounds kind of fancy, huh? A simple way to explain what I do is, let's say you are planning a fishing trip. You have the best equipment and the best bait. However, you don't know where any good fishing holes are. Chances are you won't be bringing home any fish. You need a guy, someone to tell you where those good fishing holes are. Look at me as a guide who will show you how to unleash your memories. We tend to file those memories in the back of our minds. I help you to find them. To demonstrate to you what these classes are like, I invite guests who have been a participant in one of my classes They have agreed to share with us one of their stories, you and to you, the listening audience. How about that? These two-page stories are based on universal themes, such as turning points, my family, health and wellness, role of money in my life, and others. After reading their story, they will receive supportive feedback from other guests. I say supportive because participants in these classes are not professional writers. And it is important they feel free to write their story in their own unique way. So let's get started. And let's begin by you uh, by me introducing my guests for today. And I must say, I am very excited about them. We're going to start with our first guest, who is Charlotte. Charlotte, would you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you are taking this class?
1: Yes, ma'am. I would be delighted. So my name is Charlotte Cotton. Um, I am a 45-year-old woman. I have five children and seven grandchildren. I am an evangelist and a minister. I love to introduce or invite people in to spiritual things that they do not know about. Um, and that is something that I love to do. I love to be supportive and I love to be helpful. Um, and Ms. Kathleen has really uh, provided opportunity to where I can do those things, be helpful and be supportive and also grow. So that is why I enrolled into the class, because I would like to grow. Sometimes you ask for things, you have ideas in your head, but you don't see an open door or opportunity. So she has really provided opportunity for me, and I'm thankful.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Charlotte. And Charlotte is always willing to help. When I first met her, in fact, she said, I asked her, "Would she like to be a part, really, of a play that uh, we were working on?" And she said, "Whatever way I can be helpful, Hmm. I just want to serve." And I thought, "Yeah, (laughs) you're my (laughs) kind of girl." And I also have with us today (laughs) Miss Carolyn Stampley. She uh, was the past guest,
2: and she's back today. Well, thank you, Kathleen, for having me back. I am happy to be in the studio again with all you ladies. I am a mother and a grandmother, too, and Miss Charlotte said her age. I'm not about to do that. I'm not about to tell you how old I am. But I am a former Toastmaster, and I'm a part of Kathleen's theatrical group, Spiritually Bold. And also, I have been a part of her legacy group. I was one of the first people in the legacy group. I just heard Kathleen say, uh, never has there been anyone exactly like you. So I'm here today being a part and just saying it's never, it's no one exactly like me. And I don't think there ever will be because I'm strange and wonderful (laughs) all in my own, in my own way. So I'm happy to be here making today count for me.
0: Thank you, Thank Carolyn.
2: You Sounds like we got a live crew here today.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> introduce you to Jasmine, who is actually the producer of this podcast. Jasmine?
3: Hi, thanks for having me back again. I'm so excited. I love seeing a full table in this studio. I love having as many people as we can in for a session, and I just love the conversations that we get to have. I have not taken a Toastmasters nor a, audit, audit, <laughs> a guided autobiography course yet, but I have so far really enjoyed and appreciated what I've got to learn so far being in the studio with you all. So thanks for having me today.
0: Thanks, Jasmine, and I look forward to you being a part of one of our future classes. Likewise. We're going to demonstrate For you, what actually takes place in one of the classes? Charlotte will be reading one of her stories on one of the themes, which I believe is on her family. She will read her story, and then we will give her supportive feedback.
1: You ready, Charlotte? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Family. What you should know about my family, we are a breeder of boys. I had four boys and one girl, and my two sisters all had one girl and the rest boys. Now that I remember, that is interesting because my mom had four girls and two boys. There are mostly boys in our family. My oldest son is 28, and he has three boys, and my middle son would have been 27, and he has left us two boys. My 25-year-old family was able to provide us with a girl, and she is so precious. My daughter is 20, and I also have an 11-year-old, and they have not had any children yet. I remember praying with them when they were younger, and now I tell them to pray with their children. My family is everything to me. My oldest son is happily married, where they met in the Army. She says she went to the Army to be found by her husband, and when they got married, she left the Army. You really don't know what type of men they will be until you are there and they are grown, and it seems to happen overnight. One minute you're changing a diaper, the next minute they are in high school. My oldest son is now in the Army. Army, where he has made a career out of having served eight years and now is a staff sergeant. He plans to retire. Although we had a loss in our happy little family back in 2013, my second born passed away in a car accident at only 19. My second born was the life of the party. He would have us always laughing and having fun. He was very uplifting. I remember before he passed I gave them my house and I moved in another. This child will come see me every day. I thank God that when I think about him all I can do is smile because he was just a bundle of love. My third child is to twenty five and all over the place. The reason why I say this because he is a entrepreneur, a rapper him and his dad could repair or fix your car, house, and radio. This child is so talented. A lot of times it is your third child that will try your gangster. This child grew up and thinks he knows more than me. My daughter is now 20 and she is now enrolled into college where she is going for her RN degree. My 11-year-old wants to be all our bosses. My 11-year-old is is so funny. He said, Mom, when I get older and get my own business to build houses, my brothers can come work for me. He is too funny. He has high expectations to live the best life he can. He also is planning on going pro football or basketball. This child is so athletic. My two oldest boys were also a part of the track team in basketball. You know how parents are. My son going pro. I have truly been blessed with children who have broken generational curses by graduating from high school. Going to college. Owning their own business. My family is very... Is everything, and our family is built on prayer and love. And when I tell you, we have a deep bond. I enjoy my grandchildren, and although my granddaughter is not in the same state as me, every chance I get, I go see her and spend time with her. The best time was when my granddaughter and I went to church, and you know I dressed her really pretty. My grandboys are really close with my youngest son, so when they come to visit, they are mostly out of grandma's way, doing boy stuff, but want snacks all the time. God has really blessed my family so much, and I am very thankful that I kept the faith when really not believing if I could really raise this family. I have realized that I have grandchildren and They call me Nana. Me and my sister sometimes laugh about the times we were pregnant at the same time, and now they are all grown up and living life. Family is staying when things get hard. Family is loving beyond each other's thoughts and caring about the other siblings' needs or feelings. My children have really mirrored how a family is supposed to be.
0: Well, thank you, Charlotte. I'm You're welcome. A, yeah, you sound like you are a very proud mother. Yeah. Very proud mother. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I know because you talk about them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we are ready for some feedback. And that's where my other guest comes in. And I'm going to call on you, Ms. Stampley to give some feedback to
2: Charlotte. Okay. Miss Charlotte, that was such a wonderful story about family. I just so enjoyed it. You said, um, I'm a family of boys. I'm a boy breeder. (laughs) I think that's what you said, a boy breeder. And when I thought about that, the funny thing is, in my family, it's five girls. (laughs) My daddy tried so hard for a boy, (laughs) and he just kept trying until he gave up. And now you say, I'm a boy breeder. And to me, what that means is your family name will go on and on and on, where ours didn't because we marry in and and pick up a name. But your family name will go on and on and on to have boy breeders. And then you talked about your uh, second-born life of the party, Mm And how he's not here anymore, right? Is that what you saying? No, ma'am. So he's not here. But just think about that. Every day that he was here, he was bringing such joy to your life that, you know, I know you never forget your son. But it's like, okay, I can tell you things about him because every day was a joy to have him around. And then your third child, let's see twenty five and older, and just in place, did everything, wants to do everything. everything. So this one is like, nope, you're not gonna forget me either because I'm gonna keep you going no matter what It's like 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 lots lots of things to do, lots of things right. to do. And then you talked about your daughter, which to me, she was so career oriented. Mm-hmm. she's a career oriented person, and like you said, they've surpassed so they're graduating and they're starting their own businesses and it's just a wonderful thing to hear about them and then from 20 years old to 11 years old I'm like what (laughs) oh you got that (laughs) yeah I don't know what (laughs) he said he works on you know he works with everybody he just wants to do everything too I think one of the most important things you said is my family is a family of prayer and love. And so, uh, and you want God's blessing on your family. So that's what I pray for you, too. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It is wonderful. So I pray God's blessing on you Thank and you. your family.
1: Yes, ma'am. I appreciate that, Carolyn.
2: <laughs> <Okay>. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and, you know, that's the wonderful thing about reading your stories out loud to other people and to, just to hear what they have to say. Because a lot of times we don't want to do that because we don't think our story matters. I mean, who are we? We're not famous. <laughs> who wants to hear? That's not true. That is not true. All of our stories matter. What did you hear,
3: Jasmine? Your story was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing it. You're welcome. It's always so perspective-changing to hear other people's stories. I came from a family of mostly girls, and uh, there were four girls and two boys. We were a blended family, but it was so curious because each of the mothers um, had two girls and a boy. So it's it's always refreshing to hear different families and different family stories. I couldn't imagine losing any five of them my siblings. They, they all mean so much to me. Um, half of them are a state away down in Texas, and I live a good ways away from all of mine, and it was so heartwarming to hear that in times of sorrow that your family, and you especially, chose to celebrate the joy in life and the time that we've had with our loved ones, and that's something I'm going to take away today and to just choose love and to choose the strength that is in our family to get, get by. Thank you. Thank You're
0: you. You're welcome. Yes. Thank you. Charlotte, you you did tell us about losing your son, and um, you don't have to go through any any details or anything, but I've never lost a child, and I don't think anyone— it's lost one. So, can you
1: just share with us how did you get through that? How did I get through it? Nobody but God. I, I, I tell you that. And you know how some people say nobody but God, but this is a true story. <laughs> <laughs> because when my son passed, it was back in 2013, and we we're a close family. Um, it was just me and my kids. And uh, he left out going to the store with his friends and right around the corner, had a car accident. And uh, it was hard for me uh, because I had to go around the corner and see my son on the ground and everything. But I think what really got me through it, like I said, was God and strength being strong for someone else. And I had to be strong for my children because sometimes people don't show emotion but it almost destroyed them, and they were still young. You know, he was 19, the other one was 20, and then I had a two, what, a two-year-old. So sometimes our job is to be strong for the next person, you know, and uh, everybody can't do that, Um, but because of them, and that's why I do honor family, and I try to keep them together because love Will get you through anything. Mm. And they love their mama. <laughs> and we, you know, we love each other and we're close and we all did it together. My oldest son in the army, he had to leave two months after it happened, you know? So all of us was challenged, you know? And I thank God because sometimes I think our faith wavered. So when we're raising children, we really don't know which way they're going to (laughs) go. So, uh, but God has really showed up in my children's life, you know, and he showed up in my life. So, yeah, God did it. And, and, you know, sometimes we just have to be strong for other people. And it was my mother, my sisters, my children. And they also, I believe, got through it being strong for me because they know I love them. (laughs) Yeah. But God is good. Yes, he is. And I ha- I learned uh, during that uh, tragic situation, uh, it, you know how you encourage other people? You know, you, somebody pass and you say, oh, you know, it's going to be okay. God is in control. And then the situa- the situation is yours. And you still have to remember those words. God is in control and it's going to be okay, you know, because if you, if you give somebody else that advice, you have to take it for yourself and and God is in control and he has really blessed me to live with it, you know, never forget it. It's the pain's still there, but the love of God and, and he leads you and guides you. So. It was God and the kids that really, that I'm here smiling, you know. And and like
0: you said, you had your other children that you had to care for.
1: Yes. So my landlord told me, and it was just God was sending people in my life, you know, to minister to me. And I was renting a house from him, and um, he told me, he said, in this house, my brother got hit right out in 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 the front of the house. They were raised in the house he was renting to me, and he said my mama lost herself, and she didn't care about us anymore. And it was it was so she couldn't get over just losing that one, and she had three more, you know. And I feel like God was sending people to you know to help me through this situation, what to do and what not to do. So. It takes a village, and, and you have to be able to listen and know, you know. So, what a testimony. Well, I think
2: uh, Charlotte said something too, you know, when people come up to you and say, Well, God's going to help you through this. And it didn't just become cliche words, because I would uh-huh. have been thinking, Oh, that's <laughs> just something they say. And th- this is hard. This is hard uh-huh. going through this. But you really held on. And uh-huh. like you said, God will send people into your. Uh, life that will encourage you and help you through something like that. And you even said that in your story, you know, stay uh, when love gets hard. When things are hard, love will get you through all that. And you had people encouraging you and helping you and your family. And sometimes you have to be strong when when you feel I'm at my weakest point. Mm -hmm. I'm at my strongest point.
1: No, I just appreciate you. That is proven. Thank Mm -hmm. you. That Mm -hmm. is proven that when you feel weak, you're Mm -hmm. at your strongest, Mm -hmm. you know. And and the thing about faith is you have to trust God in the bad, Mm -hmm. you know. You can't just trust him when things are going good. Mm -hmm. And I struggled with that for, there was a dark six months in my life after it happened. Mm -hmm. But through it all, I woke up and I'm victorious, you know, so I know it was God, (laughs) you know, and everybody deal with things different, you know, so, yeah.
0: And, of course, it's one thing to say that we have to trust God, but when we are, we find ourselves in these traumatic situations, you're faced with, what am I going to do? It's like you uh, talked about the, um, the lady who she went the other way, mm-hmm. she just gave up. Yeah. that could have been you.
1: It could have been me yeah,
0: but you you chose to live. Mm-hmm. That's really what it boils down to. You chose to live and yeah. I, and and from the the time that I've known you, you she's always y'all so cheerful. <laughs> Always so <laughs> cheerful and helpful. <laughs> and I, I simply love that. Simply love that. I, I I want to bring this up too. In these classes, I have been told that it is one thing to actually to write the stories, but then reading them out loud which we call the secret sauce. Tell me about that. Both of you have been through the class. So I'm going to start with you, it's Carolyn. Tell us about that experience for you.
2: Oh, the secret sauce. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't know that yeah, was the <laughs> I mean, That's the secret sauce. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> uh, the secret sauce. Well, I do think when you write your... Letters and stories to your family, it is emotional because at some point you're thinking, I'm not here at this time and they're reading my story. Or maybe they are here at this time and I'm glad they're reading my story. They're actually finding out what is happening to me. And when I tell my stories, I'm like, boy, I'm sharing the deepest parts of me right now. I'm letting, I'm exposing my heart to my family, and I think that's when it gets to be emotional. Whether it's funny, it's like, oh, I'm so glad to share this with you. I wanted you to know this part of me, or if it's a sad part, like oh you didn't know all this was going on in my life and I wanna tell you that it went on so that when it happens to you, you'll be strong. Like my mother or my grandmother went through this and she's okay, she made it to the other side of that because I'ma tell you that in the story. I made it to the other side of this. And that's why I'm telling you this story to let you know in hard times, in good times, in happy times, sad times, this is all a part of life. And you're going to make it. Do you hear what I'm saying? You're going to make it. Mm
0: -hmm. That's good.
2: If I were your
0: descendant, future descendant, I would love to read something like that. What happens is that we don't share with our family things about us. We we, we live in such a fast-paced society now. You don't have time to really talk about those things that our children would really like to hear. I bet your children never heard how you met their dad. Some of the times you had with each other. What? Yeah. What? Well, <laughs> what was it like being ten years
2: old for you? The funny thing is, my grandchildren are asking me these questions. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> and some things I'm not ready to share with them yet because we're divorced. <laughs> Oh, oh, but I, I, I am. I do share some things with them, but not everything quite yet. I'm like, you might have to read about this part when you're
0: gone. <laughs> yeah, <it'll> be... <laughs> and they'll probably really enjoy it then. Because I, I'm telling you, I always think if I could open up a book that my mother or grandmother had written about their life, I would just. Oh man, I would. That would be so wonderful. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about this. Because I have done it for my family. I have written many stories. And I have them all packaged. So they can really... They can read and really learn things about me that they didn't know. And not just that. They can pass it on. So that my great, 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 great grandchild will know me. They'll know about me. They'll also know about what I experienced during this era in 2022. It might be 2050 when they get a hold of it. Imagine that. Isn't that exciting? Mm -hmm. I think that is so exciting. (laughs) So I think that everyone should really document their stories before they leave this world. I think it's really an obligation. We should do that. We were here We were here, and we won't leave here and not leave a trace of of our existence because you must know that one day when we're gone, everyone who knows you will also be gone. Mm -hmm. Your words live on. They will live on. They will always be there, and I think that's something to get excited about.
1: It is. Yes.
0: I'd like to let the listening audience know that your story is the most important part of you. It's who you are. This includes the struggles, the failures, and the successes, and everything else that's in between. So own it and leave a record of it. How Live Your Life is a part of the Breaking Ice, Building Bridges Community Podcast platform brought to you by POSSIBILITIES.